This is WAMU 88.5. I'm Tamika Smith. Beatles fans may be familiar with the band's sold-out show at Shea Stadium. Or their iconic final concert on a rooftop in London. But their first show stateside isn't as well known, and it happened right here in Washington, D.C. WAMU's Elliot Williams takes us back to that day, 60 years ago, when the Beatles came to the nation's capital. In case you don't know who this is, that's Ringo Starr. In late 1963, the fan frenzy surrounding the Beatles was just beginning. The band had only released a few records, but millions of Americans were introduced to them through a report on CBS News. What has occurred to you as to why you've succeeded? You know, as you say, the haircuts. We didn't think they were a gimmick, but everyone else said, oh, what a gimmick. Bruce Spizer knows this story, and almost every significant date or fact from the Beatles' career. Spizer is a tax attorney in New Orleans, but he's also a certified Beatles obsessive. He's written over a dozen books about the band. A 15-year-old girl from Silver Spring, Maryland, Marsha Albert, had seen the broadcast, and she wrote a letter to her radio station, WWDC, saying she had seen the Beatles on the CBS Evening News and wondered why there couldn't be music like that in America. Spizer says disc jockey Carol James at WWDC, now DC 101, got his hands on the Beatles' latest record. James invited Albert to join him on the air on December 15th. Marsha, the microphone here on the Carol James Show is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on the air in the United States, here are the Beatles singing, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Former WAMU host Rebecca Shear explained what happened next on an episode of our show, Metro Connection, a decade ago. Not long after that, Beatles manager Brian Epstein called up Harry Lynn, owner of the Washington Coliseum, and asked if the band could perform there. It would be the largest venue they'd ever played. On February 9, 1964, the Beatles formally introduced themselves to a U.S. audience on The Ed Sullivan Show. Two days later, they arrived at Union Station in D.C. A huge snowstorm hit, so students were out of school and thousands showed up to greet the Beatles. The Fab Four threw snowballs at each other outside the Washington Coliseum at M and 3rd Streets Northeast. Here's how Spizer describes the venue where they would perform later that night. You know, there are 8,000 screaming kids there, and they were playing in a facility that was really used for boxing and professional wrestling. But they have confidence when they go on stage, and they put on one of their greatest performances ever. To further complicate matters, though, Not only are they using primitive sound equipment, but they're also having kids throwing jelly beans at them. The Beatles had mentioned in a magazine interview that they liked jelly babies, which are much softer, by the way. They played for about 30 minutes on the square stage, where they rotated every three songs to play for different parts of the crowd. They played covers of songs by black rock and roll icons like Chuck Berry and Little Richard, along with their own hits. Fans later described how they could barely hear the Beatles playing over the screaming. Before they headed to other stops on their East Coast tour, they had one more stop in D.C., a party at the British Embassy. 
Eric, here, here is uh, the American public. I'm John. You're John. It's only yeah. a joke. Yes, well, John, here is the American public. They kind of felt like they were being put on parade or whatever, and they, they didn't enjoy that. And, and one girl you know, got out the scissors and cut part of Ringo's hair. While the party dampened their moods, they still rode high after their concert at the Coliseum. The former venue has gone through many iterations. Douglas Development purchased it in 2003 and in 2016 converted it into a multi-million dollar facility, home to an REI, a La Colombe, Red Bear Brewing, and administrative offices. So the next time you're grabbing a beer or shopping for a bike in Noma, remember you're standing in a piece of Beatles history. For WAMU, I'm Elliot Williams. And for those looking to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Beatles' first performance in the U.S., the Savage Young Beatles, a cover band from Liverpool, will be playing at Slash Run tonight at 9.30.